Dubai I 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. We are discussing the thorny issue of panic buying and hoarding on the programme for the next half hour. It is a wave of fear. It's hit the UK, the US, Australia. Uh, some UK retailers have started rationing products such as pasta and hand gels to stop them selling out. And uh, some grocery stores in places like Australia and the US are offering elderly hours to help protect older shoppers. Really good idea. I know. I read that article and I thought we should have that maybe in the Philippines because we've got a lot of old people as well. Um, and we've seen them. We've seen pictures of empty shelves in the supermarket, trolleys full of toilet rolls, uh, meat, cereals, and the business breakfast team have been speaking to grocery giants in the UAE. First, they spoke to Tom Harvey, a friend of the show, commercial manager, grocery at Spinney's, and they asked him, what are you seeing on the ground at Spinney's at the moment? It has been a, um, a, an interesting week, to say the least, but we've actually been expect, um, experiencing a lift in sales uh, on, on some of the categories. Um, all the way since um, since the middle of January, when we when we first started to see some of the uh, some of the news coming out around the world, but without a doubt, the last few days, this week in particular, um, the only way to describe it is unprecedented in terms of the phenomenal increase in sales in customers that are, uh, are coming through our doors. Um, and they're coming through all the, the, the doors of all of the other supermarkets as well. We know we know everybody is extremely busy. And they also ask him, what are people buying the most of? Um, pretty much anything. Um, I mean, with, you know, without a, without a doubt, you, you, there's, there's the obvious ones such as hand sanitizer um, and cleaning products, where we are seeing um, the most phenomenal um, rises in sales. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of context. Our hand sanitizer sales last week, we sold as much in a week as we would normally sell in 10 months. Um, that, is the, that is the sort of level of, uh, of, of increase in demand we're seeing for that. But it is everything that you've been talking about on the, on the show already this morning. So canned goods, um, baby food, um, flour, pasta, um, anything that is long life we've seen. Uh, we saw very strong growth for the last couple of weeks. Um, and we're now starting to see a lot of the fresh areas actually go into very, very strong levels of, uh, of increase in demand. Um, things like meat, people, it, we would assume are actually now buying products to put in their freezer in terms of the, uh, mm. the phenomenal uplifts that we're seeing. So worth mentioning, uh, obviously, that uh, supply chains, COVID-19 does not affect supply chains. So uh, although people are buying stuff out in spinnies, that doesn't mean that they aren't able to stock their shelves. And and certainly, I mean, I've seen pictures from my girlfriends. Uh, they sent through pictures that, of some of the shelves at spinnies having sold out of chicken or something like that. But uh, my husband went to Choitrams last night. Absolutely fine. You're joking. Well, he was worried. So you know how we were talking about your sort of shame hoard, like the yeah. one thing in your life that you couldn't possibly run out of and for me it's popcorn mm-hmm. um, and okay <laughs> I, I like crunchy things and um, so for him it's this particular type of muesli called Dorset muesli and he just can't run out of it so he went and bought four boxes yesterday oh my goodness and, and he accidentally did buy some loo roll as well even though I told him not to buy toilet roll because I didn't want him to be a cliche he's like but I'm here and there's loads why don't I just pick up you know some I think that's the attitude of many residents, you know. I'm here to get milk, but also I'm going to get four boxes of blue rolls just to be safe. I haven't bought any. Safe for what? Safe from what? Safe for a really difficult 
I don't know. I got to like. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think about talking about bathroom habits on the radio. It's just not a good idea. We've got bidets here, so it's got hoses. Hoses. We've got hoses. We can hose each other down. (laughs) Exactly. Hose wars. Or maybe not together. You can just do it on your own. So you said Choi Trum is totally fine. Off air, you also said Union Co-op was totally fine. Union Co-op, totally fine. No problems at all. It's just the posh ones. The posh ones. (laughs) It's just the posh supermarkets. Are you suggesting that the the ones with more money are the ones Uh, that are hoarding? I'm just saying. That the posh supermarkets are the ones that I've seen pictures from of people being slightly over enthusiastic about buying, maybe. No, back home, it is the same thing. You know, it's the same situation. I'm not sure about this one because in, in this country, it's like everyone earns a wage, right? But the, in poor parts of the world, there you can see hoarding really magnified because you can see the people with money um, filling in their trolleys and uh, the ones without, you know, paycheck to paycheck, earning a wage every day. Yes. Um, not having the chance to buy the essentials even. Well, yes, if you need to go in and you literally just need to buy one bag of rice and one, you know, one pack of chicken. And if it's not there, then... You know, then that 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 shows how what a massive impact this sort of selfish behaviour can have. I mean, the good news is, for example, Laura just sending in a message uh, on the text. Uh, I was at Spinney's this morning. It didn't appear to be short of anything from Laura. So just emphasising that while things might be selling out, and you know, uh, we have you know Tom from Spinney's, Tom Harvey's from Spinney's, saying that you know they're selling a lot of stuff and and percentages have gone up hugely. You know, shelves are still full. No problems with supply chains at all. Now, uh, joining us on the line, uh, we have a psychologist because we wanted to discuss, you know, why people hoard in these types of situations. Why did my husband feel inclined to pick up those extra loo rolls last night? Uh, so we're joined by Christine Kritsas, uh, who is a psychologist at Lighthouse Arabia. Christine, thank you for joining us on the line. How are you doing? You're most welcome, Georgia. I'm well, thanks yourself. Very well, indeed. Thank you. That, that's, it's interesting that that question has taken on more sort of resonance now, hasn't it? None of us are asking it lightly. It's like, are you well? And, you know, it's a, and it's a good news story if everyone is. Yes, um, yes. So, uh, and it's worth mentioning that we're speaking to you on the phone now because here at Dubai Eye, we're practicing social distancing. So we're not inviting people into the studio. Uh, we are being careful about the amount of people that we all come into contact with. So thank you for joining us on what is a very nice, clear phone line, Christine. Tell me, what is it, what is it in the psychology uh, of, that makes people want to bulk buy, even when logic tells them that it's not going to be necessary? So there are a few factors that would be influencing this hoarding behavior. And the first one that I think would be very prominent is the groupthink phenomenon, which is a psychological phenomenon that occurs within a group of people in which the desire for harmony or conformity results in, in irrational decision making. Um, and people strive for consensus. And so um, if everybody else is going out and buying uh, toilet paper and uh, loads of hand sanitizers, then I think that that is something I should be doing as well. And then we have, you know, social media, which um, is a great influence as well. So the group think phenomenon has actually shifted to a global thing. And um, fear is contagious, as we know, and people are picking up cues from other people and they are mirroring the people around them. Um, and then there's also self-doubt. 
you know, people who are doubting themselves because of things that they're hearing, um, you know, and they may go home and think, but maybe I should be doing this or maybe I should be doing that. So I think it really comes down to that. And um, I also have, you know, some thoughts around the the toilet paper um Oh, you can uh, tell us why, specifically why people are obsessed with toilet <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to make you wait for that one because I want people to stay on the line to hear it. Because yeah, sure. one of the things for me is that I am definitely not immune to this. So I am, I try to pride myself in my logic. I often try and deliberately, as a journalist, do the opposite of groupthink because I think it's more interesting and it makes me feel like I'm somehow special. I don't know why. Um, but I do, tr- you know, I do try to do the opposite of, of what everyone else is doing often uh, or at least test those opinions. And yet... Yeah. And yeah, I bought, I've got six litres, actually now 12 litres of UHT milk in my house. I mean, we never normally drink UHT milk. We normally drink fresh milk. But something made me add that to my order. And, and in my mind, I was like, I am being logical doing this. But was I deceiving myself? Was, am I just as much uh, hit by this group think as anyone else? Well, I think you need to also look at the facts around us. So things are shutting down. People are closing businesses. Um, you know, the gym that I uh, w- w- was going to is now closed. Um, you know, and, and, and so there are, there, are, there are certain things that are happening in our environment that are signaling to us that, okay, we may be going into lockdown. And so, you know, what is that going to look like? You know, and people are speaking about a two-week period. But at the same time, one can understand that, People are coming at this from very different starting points. And I think it's so important that uh, I mention this, that there may be people out there who already have um, experienced anxiety uh, disorder in the past or are at higher risk um, because of their genetic predisposition or because of family factors, etc. And so I think it's important that we are very mindful of that when we are looking at other people's behavior and thinking, why are they doing this and why are they doing that? Because maybe for them it is really a very distressing time and they may be more vulnerable than the next person. So we're all coming at this from very different starting points. And I think it's important that we we keep that in mind. I have to admit that I'm finding uh, the prospect, if it happens, of lockdown particularly tricky personally because a few years ago um, my son was unwell and I had to essentially go and live in a hospital for continuously for sort of four months. And so I've felt I sort of experienced a version of lockdown. And certainly as a consequence, I am anticipating any future situation like that with a huge amount of trepidation. And I think far more than any of my other girlfriends, they're like, they're sort of, a lot of people are saying, well, it's going to be a wonderful time in some ways. We're going to really bed in with our families. We're going to be able to spend more time with each other. You know, just think of the creative uh, outlets we'll have. And meanwhile, all I can think of is don't lock me in the house. Don't lock me in the house with my children. Um, And it makes sense. It makes sense because of a past um, traumatic experience or a very difficult, stressful time that you had in the past. So you associated with that. 
So it's very important for us to acknowledge that other people uh, around us might be might be feeling more anxious than us, and for very yes. good reason. Now we're going to come back to you in just a minute, Christine, because I want to find out the answer to the toilet roll question, not least. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, I want to discuss more about how people can prepare themselves and uh, you know get into more positive thinking, you know, in a more positive yes. frame of mind, particularly you know if you're feeling a bit down like I do at 11:30 p.m. every night after I've read the Daily Mail. We are discussing the thorny issue of hoarding on the programme this half hour. Uh, Worth mentioning that uh, the Business Breakfast looked into this subject uh, on their programme as well. Uh, They spoke to Hanny Weiss, who is the CEO of Majid Al-Fatame Retail, to find out just how much of a problem hoarding and and panic buying is here in the UAE. Obviously, we've heard about it a lot in the UK. I mean, obsessive toilet roll buying. And... Mm -hmm. um, um, and lots of hand sanitizer buying. Um, but we are, uh, the Business Breakfast asked Hanny Weiss, uh, what percentage have you seen in people buying bulk products? It varies from one category or one family to another, but we are talking about an increase of from double the number of uh, quantity that we sell usually two, three, and four times more depends on the uh, family again and the item products. Like you have the liquid soap, you know, grown by 400%. Some uh, other uh, kids' uh, items grown by, you know, doubled. Tissue wipes, definitely also more than doubled, 300%. So people are buying, I have to say, sometimes irrationally, you know, and overstocking. And they also asked him, have you seen a rise in the sale of electronic products? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So uh, all the materials that help uh, employees and colleagues from around the UAE to work from home or study from home. So people have realized suddenly they needed to upgrade their laptops, their iPads, the connectivity and what have you. So we see really a big uptake in the sales of the electronics products. So we also uh, went on, well, the business breakfast went on to say, what are you doing to keep the shelves stocked? You know, uh, I know it is very challenging circumstances, but I, I want to assure our customers that we have a robust supply chain system and contingency planning that is enabling us today to respond efficiently to the increasing demand on grocery and essential items. We are also working very closely with our suppliers and partners in order for us to ensure, first, there is no increase in the price of any products on shelves available today and that the customers will continue to enjoy, enjoy all the products available on shelves and our commitment also to the community to pay back, you know, during all this time. I mean, Majid Lofotem exists in this market almost now for the last 25 years. And this is part of our duty to our people and community to make sure to offer to them all what they need and make sure that our shelves are always full for our customers. Hani Weiss there, he's the CEO of Majid Al-Fatim Retail. They're the guys behind Car 4, obviously, toilet rolls. And uh, on the line is Christine Kritz. As we're continuing our conversation with her, she's a psychologist at Lighthouse Arabia, and we've been talking about toilet paper. Uh, Christine, why the obsession with toilet paper? Why? You know, it's something I've been thinking long and hard about as well. Um, and the one thing that comes to mind is that it's a cheap way to contain the anxiety. So people are thinking, by me buying more toilet paper, for some reason I feel in control and at least I'm doing something about this coronavirus. 
And so it is very much about wanting to be in control and wanting to do something as a means of feeling in control. People are not necessarily going out and buying um, ex- expensive products as much as what they're buying the cheaper products. And what we're seeing is that um, because it's invisible to the naked eye, people feel that they have very little control over stopping it from entering their bodies. And so people's daily lifestyles are being compromised and threatened and we're being told what to do and what not to do. And so toilet paper tends to a basic need. So we feel like we're we're protecting ourselves when we buy it. It's a symbol of security that's very interesting and you don't have to spend a lot to get a lot of it. That makes perfect sense. That's why my husband bought 27 last night. (laughs) Sorry, Nick. I feel bad admitting that, but he did. (laughs) You know, you're not hearing about people necessarily going out and buying, you know, the top quality vitamin C supplements. Which would be sensible. (laughs) Which which would be sensible because that is actually protecting our immunity or strengthening our immunity for that matter. But toilet paper, on the other hand, well, you know, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Well, Christine, yeah, I've seen so many people like uh, in Carrefour last weekend buying toilet paper. And in the process, they're actually, you know, that place was packed. And, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're saying to each other that, you know, keep a s- social distancing works, etc. But by panic buying, um, you actually find yourself hundreds of people inside the same place. Not good for us. Now, how do you psych yourself into thinking that everything is going to be OK? We don't we can't see the end of the tunnel yet. But how do you convince yourself that, uh, you know, you will see the end of this? When we say survival of the fittest we're not only referring to physical fitness, but also to mental flexibility. This is about survival of the most adaptive. And so it is, you know, it, it is important that we are doing a mindset shift here. Um, and, you know, a, a technique that I often share with clients and that I find helps with myself as well is thinking about two circles, a circle of influence and a circle of concern. Now, whenever we focus on the circle of concern, which is, focusing on things that are outside of our control, for example, how many people have been have caught the virus in the UAE, or I hope they don't shut down the germs, which they did, or what if our kids only go back to school in September, all of these things, when we focus on these things, we feel helpless and hopeless, and this, the anxiety mm. increases. But when we focus on the circle of influence, which is our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, And we focus on what we can do during this time, which is have more of a positive growth mindset, um, see to our basic needs, uh, make sure that we are are getting our nutrition, make sure that we are getting sufficient sleep, make sure that we're using the, the extra time that we have for meditation and yoga and connection, then then we're going to feel like we have more control because we're focusing on things that are within that circle of influence. And so it, it, it is really important that we do a mindset shift, yeah. So, Christine, I already feel better having had you on the line for the last half hour. Uh, so we're definitely going to get you back on the program again later on this week uh, to talk more about how people can, uh, you know, keep it together, frankly. Uh, and uh, also, I want to talk to you in the future about OCD. I'm genuinely concerned that my children might develop OCD from all this hand washing. Um, but it's worth mentioning. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be in touch. And, and we'd love to speak to you Most later. welcome. On. Thank you okay. so much for your time. Thank That's- you. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.